You were living your life, climbing the ladder and carving out a career for yourself. You had big plans and big ideas. And then you had a baby and everything changed. Just like that. All of it came to a screeching halt. Maybe you kept working or maybe you stayed home. Either way, your world suddenly became very small. And though you were never alone, you were always lonely. You silently asked yourself, where did I go? Who is that tired looking woman staring back at me in the mirror? Until you remembered something very important. You aren't just a mother. You are a mother plus artist, a mother plus entrepreneur, a mother plus musician, a mother plus yogi. You can have an identity outside of motherhood. My name is Stacy Hudson. I'm a mother to two under four, plus writer, certified health coach, aspiring entrepreneur, and athlete. My name is Stephanie Springer. I'm a mother to 10 and 15-year-old girls, plus writer, music therapist, producer, singer, and teacher. Here, we will interview mom bosses, entrepreneurs, artists, athletes, and passionate hobbyists and talk about how to find the thing that lights you up again. You're in there. We know it. You just have to find her again. Welcome to the Mother Plus Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. I'm Stephanie Springer, and I'm here with two freaking awesome ladies. I've got my co-host, Stacy here. Hi, Hi everybody. Hi, Steph. And, oh, we have Brie Hill with us. And for all of our listeners who may have missed our first Brie Hill episode, we highly recommend you go back and listen. It is still to this day our most downloaded episode and for good reason. In that episode, Brie shares the unique evolution of herself as an artist, teacher, course creator, and writer, and how she found her way back to herself after becoming a mom. Today, we're bringing her back on the show, not only because we love talking to her, which we do, but we thought it would be the perfect example of how much we as mothers and women and creators evolve from year to year. And I mean, even just like getting set up, I'm remembering how I felt. I am a, too. A year having ago. all these flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was, it was panicky. Like, were were my dogs going to bark? Was my microphone working? Was the, like, I felt like I was sweating. And, and right now, like we just had a handful of funny technical glitches and I'm just like, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's no part for the course. Yeah. So like, I'm psyched because we have evolved. Our podcast has evolved and I'm just dying to hear, um, what Brie has been up to for the last year. So without further ado, welcome Brie. Hi Brie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back here. Oh my gosh. I have a listener. I have multiple listeners who've told me that they love your episode. I had one who told me that she cried after listening to it. Mm-hmm. I said that I, I, guess- I think I, I think I got choked up too during, during the interview. So you really have affected a lot of people, which is what's so cool about this podcast is you could not know somebody across the country who listened right. to your episode or actually we have some listeners in Jamaica and England, probably cause I have some family there. <laughs> so across the world. <laughs> That's amazing. You never met you don't know who you are, but your story Mm -hmm. resonated with them and they, you know, have gone through a similar thing or you just made them feel that they weren't alone. So that's, that's the gift of amazing. your realness and your vulnerability and your generosity and just your energy. You can't duplicate it. So you're special. Thank you guys. We adore you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, okay. So much. Tell us what you've been working on since we last spoke. Yeah. So, um, last year was the, I took off of teaching and I was doing my full-time art hustle. Um, and it was going decently. Um, and then I ended up having to do a long-term maternity sub at the school that my husband's the principal at. And it was like, honestly, like a huge favor to the school. Cause I got paid like pennies. Um, and so it kind of derails like some of my, like my two biggest commission seasons are Christmas and mother's day. And I didn't get to do my mother's day one. So it felt like wah wah about like my overall profit. And, um, so then I, and, and in that time, since we talked, I, um, had created six courses. Um, three of them didn't do very well and three are still doing well. Um, 
And I also did this whole line of this, um, it's called Dapper Deer for this client who has an Airbnb in Oklahoma. And I created like nine pieces and a lot of them have like deer heads with human bodies. And so Ooh, that was a super, fun. it was such oh a fun God. project. That's so fun. Yes. Um, and I had like little things like that. Um, and then I was committing to do a solo show sometime in 2023. And I was really excited about that. And um, as the summer's going on, um, my husband was struggling to find a third grade teacher. Oh, no. And he hired three different people and they backed out for various reasons. Like one had to leave a, a relationship and had to go to Texas. Another one left this school to go to a neighboring school. And, it, and then the last one was um, couldn't get the visa things figured out. So at each time it happens, I'm like, okay, I'm going to like, ugh. I just could feel it getting closer to me. <laughs> and I told my husband, if you don't, because this conversation started to come up and I was thinking, I don't want to have this conversation. But I said, if you do not have a third grade teacher by August 12th, then I will do it. But that means you're still trying every day to get one. That's mm -hmm. not me. Yeah. And side note, I was an elementary ed major. So like, I am... I can do this job, right. but I was qualified like, qualified to do this job. And then this is the other thing too, is that my son is a third grader, but he is in a different section. And so they were at the point where they were going to have to split the classes to make them really big. So it was going to directly affect like my son's education. Right. That is another point of it. <sighs> so I, I ended up taking the job and that's what I am doing now full time. Mm -hmm. And it was like a really hard pill to swallow because I felt like my business had failed enough for me to not say, not justify it to stay here financially. Um, and it also just felt like I had explaining to do to someone that didn't uh. exist, you know? Yes. Um, and so I really haven't explained it to a lot of my followers on social media because it's like, I don't know where to start. And I also just want to blame my husband, <laughs> but I did, I know, but I did agree to do it right. and it's actually going quite well. Okay. So that is what I'm doing now. And on the weekends, I'm creating more courses. Um, so that's good. And I still have a few commissions. Like I probably have one every couple of weeks that I'm working on, um, which is good, but it's a difficult balance. So I that's bet. where I'm at. Well, yeah, you've, of course it's a difficult balance. I mean, it's like last year we're talking about balancing your, your, your passion, your art, your entrepreneurship with family. And now we have a third piece in the mix. Mm -hmm. So the balancing act is even more precarious. And I'm really intrigued by this notion of like, have some explaining to do, because I think there are going to be a lot of people who really relate to this. Like I took a real job, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that was a failure of my own. Yeah. I, I actually, I know people who, who are going to be mm -hmm. like, oh God, I get this. I get this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I want to talk more about that. Like what if like. That, that invisible person that we explains that we need to like, you know. Is is anybody else hearing Ricky Ricardo's voice in their head right now? Lucy, you have some yes. explaining to do. Yes. No, just me? Okay. Yes, yes I totally well, understand now, now what you're are. saying. And yeah. I think there's something about putting it out on the internet or uh, to your friends and stating, this is what I'm doing now. And that that statement is asking for accountability almost on everybody else listening that like, I am going for it. I am doing this. And then you, you pull back or you don't do this. or you go a different direction. And you're like, do I have to make the same statement at, to everybody again, that actually I'm not, I'm doing this. Yeah. Right. Now. right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, is, is taking a job as an elementary school teacher, the equivalent of like leaving with your tail between your legs, because actually like being a teacher is a pretty freaking impressive and important job that you are qualified for. I'm just so curious if you 
had, quote, some explaining to do, mm-hmm. what would that sound like? Yeah, I think that I would need to explain to this imaginary person who follows me very closely, right. which this do. person doesn't really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that I think that a lot of my, um, like how I finally was okay with this and how I made peace with it was a lot of my curiosity. And that's a lot of what we talked about last time too, mm-hmm. right? Was gone. And I wasn't able to follow those tangents in the way that I had hoped because I was so worried about making money. Mm-hmm. So I was having to say yes to some projects that I wasn't like my heart wasn't fully in and I wasn't getting to like do some of the things that I thought I was going to get to do um, like illustrate my children's book. Like mm-hmm. that was completely on the back burner because it wasn't going to bring me immediate money and I needed to be making money to justify not working full time. And so now I'm like my, cause we, I'm on a four day week, which is also a huge bonus. Yeah. Um, so now my Fridays can be designated to something I am curious about and there's no pressure to make money for that. Ah, mm-hmm. I so like that. that. Like that's a huge silver lining. Interesting it is. enough. I, I struggle with this right now because I have my, my schedule has opened up the opposite way, Monday through Thursday, my daughters are in school, both of them for the first time. And I have so much guilt and an excess of things I'm trying to smush in into this time period that I'm not enjoying it nearly as much as I would hoped I would, Mm -hmm. because I I'm putting all this pressure on myself. But if, if I had the opportunity, not that I take it necessarily, but just to have one day a week where the Mm -hmm. only responsibility was to be creative and enjoy myself, would I actually actually be more relaxed and at peace fulfilled versus Mm -hmm. four days of doing, you know, all the things and the responsibilities and the making money and stuff. You've been on both sides. You you were in a situation where you had most days to yourself to do quote unquote, what you wanted with them. But you know, in the back of your mind, it's always make money or, you know, be productive, do housework. Mm -hmm. And now you have one day that's solely for you that Mm -hmm. also, you know, is doing a favor to your husband and to the school. So there's this extra permission to be like, Hell mm-hmm. no, this is my day. Yes. Right. Yes. But, so, uh, yeah. Is there a mindset shift? Do you feel more relaxed yes. on Friday than you did Monday through Friday before? <laughs> yes. I'm starting to like get my sea legs back into the school year. The first like three weekends, I would just lay in my bed like the whole weekend. And oh, Matt was like, oh my God, what have I done to her? But yeah. I was just so exhausting. And now I'm starting to like be able to do that. And it does feel like a huge shift. And I don't have the guilt that I had last year of like, oh my God, I have to do all of this. And one of the things that I think has, and this was like something that we were going to talk about. So I'm jumping the gun a little bit. I feel like maybe we, I feel like maybe now is a good time to talk about that money thing because it comes up Mm -hmm. so frequently with, Mm -hmm. with, many of our guests who Mm -hmm. have that guilt um, when we have these dreams and talents and ideas, but they're not bringing in much money or maybe any money. Yeah. So I think we should talk about it. Okay. So I, um, I have always been a big dreamer, like big dreams, like have my own television show and be the art version of Anthony Bourdain dreams, right? I know. I just got chills. If you know someone, that's awesome. You know someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that I always was like, well, when I get there, that will be my like pinnacle of happiness. And on a recent episode you guys had with um, Ann Emick, and she said, happiness doesn't come from the accomplishments. And I have heard versions of that, you know, for years. And, but this, that resonated so much for me with me. And I think it's because I respect her career and I see how she, she's grown through that. And I think that that's really where it's like, okay, I have to find the joy in this or what's the point? Right. Like, what's the point in all the stress and the investment? If I'm not finding joy in this, then it's, if this isn't worth this. So I think 
the money piece of like putting the pressure off of it yeah. is actually going to allow me to like enjoy it again. And so side note, every summer I go on this art retreat and this beautiful, it's an Aspen and it's beautiful and it's super expensive. And this summer I just was like not enjoying it. And I was not there mentally and I couldn't figure it out. And it's because my whole mindset the entire time was like, how is this information going to serve my business? Right. And that's not, that's not where I need to be. I need to be of like, what can I, what can I now create because of this information I learned? Not how well is this going to sell mm -hmm. or are these people going to like it? It's, is this going to serve me and my practice? And I'm, I'm still not quite there yet of like mm -hmm. that whole shift of not worrying about the money. Um, but teaching now and having a consistent paycheck again um, is really like, it takes so much weight off. Mm. And I still want to be a full-time artist, mm -hmm. but I don't want that. That pressure was like, and I'm not an, like, I hate the idea of hustling and um, I hate it. I'm not a business person, but I'm just going to keep showing up. And I have faith that the universe will keep giving opportunities. You know, what's interesting is it's, I don't know, now we're getting like very meta and deep, but like if you get to that place where you let go of that vision of success looking like, you know, you know, fame or dollar signs or my full-time job, or like when, when you let go of that and you get back to, to the love and the joy that's probably likely where you're going to actually end up doing the kind of beautiful work that is going to draw. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, absolutely. Is that, that notion of stopping the striving. And that's when you like, when you can find your flow again, then things flow in towards you. But I think it's really hard to, to let go. And because it's like, so am I just supposed to abandon ambition? Should mm -hmm. I just, yep. I mean, I feel like it, it's no wonder it's so murky. And I feel like how many of us really can truly say, oh, I'm so there with it. Like, I'm so at peace. I've really figured this out. Right. Because it's so multi-layered. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my mindset about it changes 14 times a day. So like, right. you're catching me in a moment where I'm right. peaceful about this. But I'm also like presented with opportunities right now. And so that gives me like a hopefulness that I might not have. How does your art feel to you right now since you've kind of made this shift? Um, well, to be honest, I haven't been creating a ton since I started teaching, but I was asked to teach, sorry, this is a side note, but I was asked to teach um, art for expression course to at-risk youth on Fridays mm -hmm. starting in October. And I have so many ideas and I'm just like bubbling over and I can't wait. And I am making some money off of this, but I just am like, this is like my jam, you know? Right. And I think that that is going to allow me to like make more free art mm -hmm. um, because I want to be demonstrating that to these kids. Like everything you make doesn't have to be pretty, you know? But like just even the language you, that you just used, so many ideas bubbling over. I can't that's wait. Jam. That's my jam. Like that's how your art feels to you right now. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it's like when you've let go of this, this clenching and striving and pressure, it's like that's what comes through. Mm -hmm. And I think I just had a, like an aha moment that my art isn't necessarily two dimensional right now. Uh -huh. It's like within my relationships and like teaching. Totally. You're yeah. like the, the just, it's like experiential, like your yeah. art right now is like preparing to bring this gift to these kids on Fridays. And like that, that is your art. I mean, and it, yeah. that's like that, that to make room for the evolution of things, you know, when it's like, hey, maybe this isn't how I planned to find joy and beauty, but like it's here and I'm doing it. Yep. That's pretty freaking yeah. cool. That's pretty profound. Mm -hmm. Brie, how has your motherhood stage changed since last year? Yeah. 
So we talked about this too, and I hear this on some, with some of your other guests is that I enjoy parenthood every year so much more. Ditto. And yes. And it's just like, I enjoy learning about their personalities and, um, just who they are as humans. And I look forward to seeing them rather than like, oh my God, I'm dreading bedtime, (laughs) which makes me sound like I was super shitty early on. And maybe I was, but not at all. I just love if if that's the case, then I'm super shitty too. (laughs) Um, can you remind Um, our listeners what your kids' ages are now? Yes, they are eight and six and it's a really, really great spot. And I was worried teaching that I would use up all of my third grade patients, which is still a shout. I'm not, I'm there's, I can't mince words that I'm like, are you kidding me? We're talking about this right now. Like I've had this conversation 15 times today and you know what I mean? And I sometimes want to tell my kids, I'm not your mom, pick up after yourselves, but I, I am their mom. And but but you still have to pick up after yourself but I um and I can share a lot of my art and my passion more with them now and that is also super fun because early on I wanted to be the fun mom finger painting but I was like nope don't don't touch it like that this is mm, don't Mm -hmm. do that so now I'm starting to get more free with them and share more so that's kind of where we're at and um, it is a really sweet spot. It's a really sweet spot. I just think that where you are now, like I bet your your art and your joy are just going to unfold with more ease every year. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like you've you've cleared you've cleared something, and I don't know. I feel like it's just easier to relax into ourselves when yes. our kids hit a certain point. You're like, oh right, yes. I'm I feel like me again. You know, yeah, there's, there's space for me again. Yes. And as much as I hated not being a baby mom, you know what I mean? Like that wasn't my strength. I can't imagine being, having my strength be done. Oh, Does that right. make sense? Totally. Right. Like, like I rocked that and oh shit, look what's, look what's next. It's yeah. like, I'm dreading it. Right. Mm, that's a yeah. really good perspective. I've actually mm-hmm. had the exact same thought myself as my uh, oldest just turned five. I definitely recognize that baby and toddlerhood was not my moment yeah. to shine. You know, I mm-hmm. loved them because they were my own, obviously. Right. And there were parts of the baby stage I enjoyed, but overall mm-hmm. I'm good with being done with it. I'm moving yeah. on to the next stage. I'm so happy. And I, all I can feel is wanting to hold on to it and for it to stay here forever. Like I wanted to stop at around seven or eight and then not get any older I because I don't funny. know yeah. how I'll be as a preteen right. teen mom. And I, I don't know. I don't really want to try it. <laughs> so yeah, I get it. It's all about the letting go. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. being, being where you are and embracing the gifts of, of this era and what it brings for you you know, personally mm-hmm. or professionally. Um, but I, I think that would be a really interesting experience to be teaching kids who are the same age mm-hmm. as your yeah. child. Yeah. Like cool in some ways and not, not cool in others. Yeah. Um, so. I think that that has helped me though, um, be less hard on myself mm-hmm. as a mom teaching kids that are my kids' age <clears throat> because me and my husband, we're doing pretty good. If that's what I'm going to say about that, you know, and I see a lot of kids who are really hurting and it's so heartbreaking. And so it's, I just, t- I am, I've let go a lot of like, yeah, my kids have watched too many shows this weekend, but it's- we're doing okay. We are doing okay. And my kids are kind to other kids and, um, they're constantly learning and growing and making mistakes and learning from them. And I'm good with that. And, and and I wish and they're safe and they're cared for and they're healthy and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're able to have friendships and maintain them and solve problems on their own. Like there's so many things and they are not perfect humans by any means, but it's like, I wish that parents could get that perspective sometimes of like, 
no, you're doing well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us how you've improved with creating boundaries for yourself as a mother and putting yourself first, whether it's as an artist or whether it's just taking care of yourself. Yes. And this kind of comes back to the money thing, but one of the negotiations I made with my husband when I um, took this position is that we will be paying for someone to clean our house now. Good girl. Oh, that's a really good concession. And I cannot tell you what this does for my mental health. Like I cannot even, I can't understate it in any way, shape or form because housework hangs over me like a cloud. I do not enjoy it. I have ADD. And so to make me get to a point to do it it has to have adrenaline. And so that means someone's coming over and I'm like yelling at my family and you know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't bring me any sort of joy, but I like a clean house. Exactly. So you are speaking my language. Yes. So choosing that is like a gift to myself. It's like such a weight off. And then the other thing is that my mom was also on board with uh, me taking this position because she's like, you have to do it for the kids. And my mom is now doing all of my laundry as like the service (laughs) to third graders. That is amazing. As a service to the third I I have a friend whose mom is also currently doing her laundry and like, look, before you poo poo that idea, like just think about, I I love it. I freaking love it. Thank you, Lynn. Am I I allowed to say her name? Yes. Because I called her before this and I was like, can I tell her that you're doing my laundry? And she was like, it's fine with me if it's fine with you. Yeah. But what she can get done in two and a half hours Mm -hmm. takes me 17 days. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. So. And, so and she's hyper focused on it. That is her oh sole God, job yeah. at your house. And she's going to do that. I oh, love she that. takes it to her house. Even better. Get it out of your house. Yeah. <laughs> then you don't have to oh. see the dirt. And then oh it shows God. back up. It's, 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 <gasps> oh so my God. My mom doing my laundry and paying for someone to clean my house are mm-hmm. all almost worth teaching, taking, taking that job. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it's a lesson in outsourcing and it is, and it's a lesson in boundaries. Like if I'm going to do this, this is what I'm going to need. This is my, this is the concession. This is the, this is the deal. Good for you. But that is amazing. For how old your kids are, you mentioned earlier that you kind of enjoy them being around you, teaching them art a little bit more. Do you still Mm -hmm. feel like you have to put up boundaries for them? for your time or it's not as necessary? Yeah. I think also like what I'm willing to spend my emotional energy on, I am more clear about like when they're like fighting, I'm like, we're not doing this. Like you both, you know, I think before I was more like willing to negotiate and hear both sides. And I'm just like, no, this isn't, this isn't a real problem that you're fighting about. I'm sorry. I'm like not validating your emotions. Which... Sometimes again, with but the perspective, right? I have a sort of ridiculous story. Last night no, we were driving to a restaurant because it was my daughter's birthday and my husband's and my anniversary. And the kids gotten some kind of a twist at home. Like I could read their energy and it was like, they both just had cobs up their butts and I'm like I don't know what's going on and like no one was like bickering or whatever but like just we're driving and the energy in the car is just like crappy and I'm like you know what I want to enjoy this meal selfishly I want to enjoy this meal so we drive and we drive past a cemetery on the way to the restaurant and there are like people like in black standing around a, a burial site and I was like listen I'm done with your shit. Those people are at a funeral. I don't know what you need to do to sort this out, but this, I literally said, this isn't yes. a real problem and I'm, yes. done. I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Yes. They're, they're at a funeral <laughs> and we're going to have gluten-free calamari. So sort yourself out. Oh my yep. God. Can we Fix just it. make that a habit? Every time there's a stupid fight, just drive past. This is not, yeah. Dude, I felt, and I was like, I'm like, Oh God, I, this maybe isn't like the best But whatever, because you know what, like you, we are allowed to say, I'm not, I'm not interested in hearing that right now. That's not for me right now. Yeah. I'm not putting energy into solving this for you right now. It's kind of where my boundary is. Yeah. Like 
I get that you're going through something, but I am not going through that right now. Right, 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 right. No, and so I was talking with Stacy. Remember how I had the reading with the astrological intuitive, yes. and I'm sort of like I kind of feel like I need to have her on the show because she is such <gasps> a badass. Yes, please. Okay, filing that idea. Um, Write that down. Jamie, are you listening? And you, so we're talking about selfishness, which is like one of my big buzzwords. It's like, oh, do you want to hurt me? Tell me I'm selfish and I will like break into a thousand mm -hmm. pieces. And like, you know how it stays, my motto has always been feel the guilt and do it anyway. Yes. And like that's step one. Step two now is like, let's try to not feel the guilt. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when you, when you were driving your kid to school and they want to tell you, some stupid story or tell you about their dream or tell you whatever it is perfectly acceptable to say you know what um i'm listening to this song right now or you know what hearing this story is actually going to negatively impact me as i'm getting ready for my work day and i'm not going to listen to it right now like we don't just have to be a fucking trash can for people's emotional crap we're allowed mm -hmm. to say I don't want to hear that right now or right now I'm going to finish listening to this Bon Jovi song and then I will be right with you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and to feel completely legitimately unaffected by it. Like, I mm -hmm. feel like this, the first step is like, Ooh, I feel cringy about saying like, you know what? I realize this is a problem for you, but it's not a problem for me and I don't want to hear it. And you're like, mm -hmm. like, I know this is right. Like, but you feel really icky about it. It's like my job right now, I'm going to try to stop feeling icky about it when I set a boundary where I come out on top. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But you know what? That's the good thing about where your kids' ages are right now. Because like mm -hmm. Stacey, for you, that's... You can't reason like, with that. You can't like, reason. Stacey can't reason with Not as possible. Although I, I give my five-year-old a lot of credit, not 100% of the time, but I would say maybe 5% of the time she looks at me. She has an understanding when I look at her and I say, I can't right now, Charlie. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't question it. Mm -hmm. She doesn't whine. She just nods. Okay, mom. <laughs> right. Okay. And you know what? That's awesome. And like the, the littler they are, the, the smaller your success rate is going to be with that stuff. But like, it's good practice right now. And for you to be at a place where you're able to be like, I'm not inviting that in right now. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm doing this for myself, especially because what we've been talking about thus far this season on the podcast is like the back to school crazy as a mom and a teacher, you must just be marinating in that. And so I bet right now with this transition, it's even more important for you than ever to like, yep. I mean, how have you been doing that? Just sort of protecting those boundaries for your own sanity. Yeah, well, it, it is. <laughs> it is a challenge, um, but I think being able to have like some indulgences too of like I'm going to watch a show that I want to watch. I mean, very small things. I'm still going to see my friends, especially my friends that are not teachers. And Matt and I have to set boundaries of how much we talk about school at home. Um. Like we have a we have a rule that we haven't actually been sticking to that well, <laughs> that we can't talk about school in bed, like when we're falling asleep, because it's, we just, it's so hard. And even when we were both teaching in separate places, it was hard. And now it's like, we know it's, it's really hard. It's mm -hmm. really hard. And yeah. like in bed though, right before it's like, don't watch something really disturbing on your phone or on TV before you go to sleep. Like don't read the news before you go yeah, to sleep. Yeah, no, that, that would be really, that would be a tough one and just so easy mm -hmm. to fall into it. But Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, the things about like picking a show you want or seeing time, like those aren't little things. Those are big things, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, they, they, they really are for me, especially because I can be like, no, this is a grown up show, leave. You know, go somewhere else. I'm right. doing it. Where right. when even a year ago, I would have changed it to be something kid appropriate or turned it off and tried to spend quality time. And now I'm just yeah. like, get interesting. out. Good interesting. Good for you. It's yeah. interesting to hear about how like adding this job, um, it's made things more difficult for you in some ways, but it sounds like yeah. it's also been really clarifying because you just have to cut the shit. It's yes. like when I'm, when I'm doing art, I'm really doing it. And when I'm taking care of myself, I'm really doing it. Like you have to set those firm boundaries or you're yes. not going to make it. Yes. It has made my life a lot more black and white of like, this is the time for this. This is the time for that. And I seem to be 
that seems to be a good thing for me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bree, can we talk a little bit about your entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, I can't say it, entrepreneurial okay, endeavors. Um, you said business is not your favorite. Um, you're obviously a creative person, but last we talked, you were pursuing the course creation, which you've had to mm-hmm. take down um, a notch since last time. But what can you talk about like the lessons you've learned, the harder lessons you've learned through doing that over the last year? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I, I think I kind of knew this last time, <laughs> but really it's okay to not know what the next step is in mm-hmm. my business. Um, and also not be worried about someone else's path to success. Like mine's going to look different and my success is going to look different. Um, but just like be open to opportunities. And I think that that's really where I'm trying to be. Um, and know like, if it doesn't feel right, right off the bat, just say, no, thank you. You know, um, those are really like, those are really, really, really important, profound, like, like they sound so simple, but yet it's really difficult for people. It is. And I think not having to worry about feeding my family with that income is, is able, it frees me up to be able to be like, no, thank you. I mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not going to make your logo for, I mean, I, that's not my strength. Right. Right. So no, thank you. I'll tell you someone else is great or whatever. Yeah, I like that because, you know, when you think about it, it's, it's not, it's not saying that for everyone, like, Hey, instead of trying to launch X, Y, Z, you should, you know, uh, take a traditional job or something you're not interested in. Cause I mean, I know this wasn't your choice. You're also, you're a great teacher. Like you are good at it. It's not like you took a I am job. I'm a really great you know, teacher. <laughs> like putting in bathroom yes. tile when that's not something. You, yeah. Yes. Like you're doing some, but like, it, it does make a person wonder, like, you know, there are, there are things that you could do. Thinking outside the box might not just be going full on entrepreneur. It might be, I'm going to do this. That's going to bring me some income stability so mm-hmm. that when I really do the things that are super outside of the box, it's, it's the pressure's off. And I really yes. get to pick the things that I actually want to do. I'm not taking all yes. these garbage assignments that don't resonate. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's, um, for for something that you didn't necessarily choose in a traditional way, yep. like, I see a lot of perks to this arrangement for you and especially yes. that financial stability, but it's given you yes. a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. It has. And I'm really, I'm like hopeful, but not like counting on it. But like, what if I get to publish my children's book in the next couple of years mm-hmm. and I don't have to like take any time off to do that? You know, I just keep to, I keep, being able to do those things. What if, you know, what if I still get to do a solo show, but it's not going to happen as quickly as I thought, you know? And not, like you said, not knowing what the next step is, but also being okay with that. Not yes. feeling like it's something you have to force. Right. Over. Yep. Lose sleep over. It's not yeah. right now. I feel now. like you've just sort of settled into this place of grace. Your energy feels really, I don't know. At peace. Peaceful, yeah. Peaceful, but also peaceful, but not complacent. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. It's it's really inspiring to listen to you because you have this job that has been kind of a safety net, but you also mm-hmm. still have this vision, but you don't have to be aggressive about its pursuit. Yeah. You, you get, you allow for it. Which I imagine mm-hmm. is incredibly important in art is not to be like forcing it. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, I would, sometimes I actually like rise to that occasion. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't always make the best work of mine. I also am curious of what I will feel like in April and May when, cause I committed to May. So like, mm-hmm. I know what my life is going to look like until May, mm-hmm. but what is it going to look like in April and May? And I'm trying to decide what to do next. Am mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it, it could be a feels whole, like a deadline. Yeah. And how do you, like, when you're sort of, like, trying that on, how does that feel? It feels, like, um, probably similar that it, as it did in early August of, like, I don't want to go back to the classroom again. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does this look like? And I, I just need to trust that the opportunities 
will present themselves if that's not what I'm supposed to, if I'm not supposed to, if I'm supposed to pursue that again, you know, yeah, yeah. I can say that easily now, but then I'm going to be like, you know, scrambling. Yeah. But, and you know what, like we all have to go through that to a degree. Nobody gets to say no to the shit show altogether. We all have to, we all have to sit with discomfort and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't get to bypass it as crappy right. as it feels. Like even, even as much as you prepare for, like, you know, like this, this month is going to come and I'm going to have some unsettled feelings. Well, let's talk about curiosity a little, because that was hey. such a big part of the takeaway yeah. from last year's episode. Um, how has curiosity played a role in your life since we last talked? I think I have been less curious about my artwork and more curious about myself mm. of like, why, why am I triggered by that mom? You know, why does she, her whole thing really piss me off, you know, and really being okay to like, see what, what that is and, and not really, and trying not to judge myself for that, Mm. you know? And I think my experience at Anderson Ranch, my art retreat, it was like, what is wrong with me? And having to really reflect on that. So I've had a lot of curiosity of why I am operating the way I am. And I, last year I had so much alone time too, that I was just in my head all the time. Mm -hmm. So I had some reflection time, but now my curiosity is more like finding the perfect work shoes, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) what do we, you know, like I just allow myself time to fall down rabbit holes of research on like shoes or the, like I got these new art supplies that are this, it's kind of like an oil pastel, but it's more fun. So, you know, allowing myself more freedom to do things that don't directly affect me or affect my daily life. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. does. Again, it feels like pressure has been lifted. You're just, you're curious, you're living your life. Not everything has to have a purpose, like a bigger purpose. It's just, and I don't, I don't want to be misleading either because there's a lot of like shame and guilt that I have about this not being what I thought it was going to be. And so I'm, I do have a lot of peace about this right now, but every day I have something like pop up and be like, you know, that. It's almost like that feel the guilt and do it anyway. Like you haven't, you haven't banished your feelings of shame and guilt. You're still living with them but you're moving, you're moving through it. You're not like, that's not your only lens. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I think that's, it's a really, it's a really important example of like when, when we end up on a path we didn't anticipate, it doesn't need to just, you don't need to force yourself into like, well, this happened and I accept it and I'm full of acceptance and I radiate grace and I'm just so well adjusted like that. It doesn't work like that. You can still have those feelings where you're like, where you feel like you need to explain yourself, right? Or yes. mm-hmm. last year, last episode, you kind of made it a point to say that you don't feel the way other moms do, or you feel like you're different. Um, do you still feel like an outlier? Or do you think things have changed? I do, but I think I don't care as much. <laughs> That's such a good answer. I, That's a great And I think I think that part of that is maybe maturity, but it's growing and maybe being more invested in this community and having some really good friends too, I think helps that see things your way or are, even if they don't make the same choices as I, as I do, they respect them or they just know that's who I am. And I think that, yeah, I just care less Mm -hmm. that I just do. I wonder if that has to, like when you were talking about your curiosity about how like in this season, which I love that there are just kind of seasons, like my curiosity is directed more towards understanding myself. I feel like the Mm -hmm. more attention we put on understanding ourselves and getting curious about ourselves, the more we are going to come to this point of, yeah, I, I might actually still be an outlier. I, there might not be a lot of other people like me, but I, that doesn't cause me this acute discomfort because right. you, spent, you spent this year of, well, you know, just like shining the light on yourself as a person. 
And I just feel yeah. like that helps everything. Mm-hmm. And having a community where you feel like you have yes. friends who understand you because I just yes. think that's everything. Like if you don't have at least one other mom friend where you feel like you don't have to either be pretending to be someone you're not or just like the one who's not like the others. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. a beautiful moment when you make that connection. I feel like I have over the last year and it's, you recognize that, you know what? I might not be like the others, but she isn't either. And so right. I know that I'm not alone in this and yes. it's just very comforting because you can pretend. Yes. I mean, I know you said you don't care and I believe that you don't care, but it's much more lonely when you're, when, when nobody yeah. else understands you, you know what I For mean? Sure. Versus at least having, I would say I care less. Yeah. Yeah. I care less. Yeah. <laughs> I still care. Yeah. But yeah. yes. And feeling like you have your own group of that is, I think it's so important to find your people. And some mm-hmm. of my dearest friends aren't near me, but, but mm-hmm. I do think it's important to have at least one good friend that you can have a face-to-face conversation mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I just honestly, I feel like this is just such an interesting thing to do. If you were to check in once mm-hmm. a year with someone and it's like this year, right now I'm focusing on this. This is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Just what a, I, so the, the call I was on earlier for one of our writing, our like Her Stories Project Small Steps mm-hmm. group, one of them women is working on this project where she, like teenagers feel all of this pressure to choose their profession early mm-hmm. on and you commit to a major and when she mm-hmm. she's wanting to like collect stories from other women especially women kind of at midlife to to sort of illustrate what it really looks like and how how different it is you know you don't just like i know what i'm gonna do i go to college i major in it and i like just how how meandering how the path yeah, is meandering you found the word i'm like what is it? what's this? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah that the path can be meandering mm-hmm. and that like actually a meandering path isn't something that we should feel ashamed about like we need to yeah. we need to destigmatize a meandering path or a change of plans or right now i'm doing this and then i'm i can go back and do that whenever i want to like mm-hmm. when i feel like that's just sort of an outdated archaic way of of living yep. our lives and it's, it doesn't fit and it's not going to fit our kids either. So why don't we start working on that right now? Where it's yeah. like, you don't this, this is such a good, hole, this is such a good practice right now. I agree. Not just for Brie, but I think for all of us to kind of come back together at the same point a year later and see how much we've mm-hmm. all evolved. Cause I think speaking to Brie right now reminds me of where I was last time yeah. where you were so, so on and so forth. I think our children do that for us too. My oldest daughter's right. birthday was yesterday. She turned five and it became yeah, so clear days. to me how much I've changed in the last five mm-hmm. years, remembering where I was, what I was, I mean, what I was doing when she was born, of yeah. course I was giving birth to her, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I think this has been so eye-opening and helpful and I'm so happy with where you're, you are, Brie, even though it's not exactly where you want to yeah. be. Can mm-hmm. you, do you have anything that you want to just share with us and with our audience knowing kind of what our purpose is here at mother plus empowering yeah. other women to, you know, find themselves mm-hmm. outside of motherhood? Yeah. I think that I don't want to become who I am becoming for my children, mm-hmm. but I do think it's a nice side effect. And sometimes when I am struggling with the direction I feel like my life is going, I think it's good to have the perspective of your kids of like, what would I want for my daughter in this situation if I was, if she was in my role, you know? And so I think that when making life decisions or reflecting on them, motherhood can be a really beautiful lens for that. Yeah. I like that. Does that make sense? Like the ripple, like Mm -hmm. the center ripple might be all about you, but it ripples out and it touches them. And it is a lovely lens through which to view the choices you make or the way that you, I mean, I I feel like there's nothing truer than being like, is, is the choice I'm making right now, what I would hope that my child would do someday because I love them so much. Like if we're not able to say to ourselves, like, I love you so much that I don't want to see you suffer with it. If we can't do Mm -hmm. that, then look at it through that lens of, is this what I would want for you? Because if it isn't, then we probably shouldn't be doing it for ourselves either. You know? Yes. 
I feel like it's just all a very organic process. I mean, something we've said on this podcast before is that you shouldn't do it for them. You should do it for you because you want to. And I agree with all that, but obviously you have children because you Mm -hmm. want to have an extension of you and your family. And so you set the example and then naturally, you know, you hope that they grow with you. So right. I, I think you said it beautifully. I just want, I want to constantly be someone that will like make my kids see adulthood and what being a woman and a wife and a mom can be. Yes. And I think when I'm getting too caught up in my daily decisions, it's like, am I, am I still doing that? Yes, I am. So we're good. Mm -hmm. We're good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell, tell our listeners where they can find you. Yes. Um, the best way to keep track of me is on Instagram and I'm at Brie underscore Hill underscore creative. And that will have all of my course information and my new course, which is going to be on creating a sketchbook of full of abstract paintings. And that'll be out within the next month, probably. Uh, But that's probably the best way to keep track of me. And if you're interested in following me for Christmas commission season, it'll be open in early November. So sweet. We'll definitely have this out by then. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you, Yay, Brie. Brie. Thank, thank you for you. coming back. This is like a wonderful way for us to kind of celebrate our our anniversary here. I agree. Yes. I agree. I am so. I just want to say again, I'm so proud of the work you guys are doing and the hard conversations you're having. And I am certain that you are continuing to change lives. And I mean, that can be understated. So, thank you. I'm honored to be here again. Thanks. Thank Brie. you, Brie. Truly. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Steph and I do this podcast because we love it. Everything about the process, the interviews, sharing it with you, it all fills us up. We don't have sponsors or ads or products. We make zero money from doing this podcast. You know what makes it all worth it? You wonderful people telling us that it's doing something for you. Like Sarah, who after one episode was motivated to sign up for a sketch comedy class. Or Cece, who was inspired to break out her clay from her art closet and spend 30 minutes creating again. We love that you text and DM and call us, but if you could put those same thoughts into reviews, it changes everything for the Mother Plus podcast. The more you review our show, the more other people find us, the more other moms discover the message and get filled up and lit up and excited about the fact that they are more than mothers and the more we can all feel lit up with you and filled up together. I know this sounds super cheesy, but it's true and it means everything to us when you review and it really grows our podcast. So please, please, please leave a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening.